0: Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer Where we teach principles from God's Word That will empower you to live big For more information, visit DerekGreer.com Here's Dr. Greer Instead of getting mad at God When you read verses like this You might want to give him a little bit of praise Because if God didn't protect fools Most of us wouldn't be here today Come on, tell the truth I know you're sitting there and you're sanctified, holy, but if God didn't protect the wayward, if God didn't protect the sometime backward, if God didn't protect those who were sometimes slanted, none of us would be in this room. So Pharaoh says, you almost don't want to preach this because it's radical what's written here about the grace of God. Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Abram, why did you lie to me? Why did you say she's my sister? So here we have Abraham whom the Bible calls a prophet of God, but he's still in process. And though he was in process, God didn't leave him or abandon him. Please don't hear what I'm saying. Don't you dare start trying to swap out your wife. (laughs) But Abraham couldn't read the Bible like we do. Abraham was not a new creation like we are. Abraham had to start where he was. And whenever you read narratives like this, you need to to read them. Now, now God, if you can work with a man like that, surely you can work with a person like me. And the Pharaoh is saying, Abram, why are you trying to get me in trouble with, 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 with God? I might have taken her as my wife. How many of you know church people could be a trip? Abraham is good church people. (laughs) Under all that anointing, under all that promise, his behavior was so bad that a pagan king had to reprimand him. So this is what the king said. Now therefore... Here is your wife. Here is your wife. Take her and get out, basically. <laughs> and I'm really sure it was a very tense ride <laughs> on the way home from Pharaoh's mansion. Back to Abram's place. The story continues. 16 I'm going somewhere. Hang with me. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne no children. And she had an Egyptian maid servant whose name was Hagar. Now, y'all remember Hagar? This is the one she picked up on the trip to Las Vegas. I meant Egypt, yep. Mm-hmm. It's in the book, it's in the book. I, 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 didn't, I didn't move from the book. So, Sarai said to Abraham, see now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Okay. Now, Abraham had just played the flesh peddler in Egypt. Now, Sarai becomes the maiden of Canaan. I guess what's good for the goose is good for the gander. But what I want you to see here, men in particular, Abraham started this pattern in his family. And men, the asking price for leadership is accepting responsibility. That's why he made our our shoulders just a little bit wider because we're responsible for what happens in our homes. And she said, perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And watch this, watch this. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. Now I'm sure he protested to Sarai's face. Oh no, 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 God forbid. But after all I just read, I think he was wink, wink, and thumbs up to to, to Eliezer. It's my story. I'm going to tell it how I want. When the offer was made, verse 15. So Hagar, this really happened. This really happened. Prophet of God. So Hagar bore Abram a son. And Abram named his son whom Hagar bore. It's like, it said it twice, so you can understand, Hagar really bore Abram a son. This really happened with church folk. And his name was Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Now, if you watch and read Abram's story, just go home and read Genesis. It begins a little bit suspect. How many of y'all say, yeah, just a little bit suspect? And it wasn't until he was about 100 years, 99 years old so, God said, be thou perfect and walk before him. It's like, stop all the foolishness already. So he, he gave him a season to grow and develop, but, but finally God had enough. He said, be thou perfect. Grow up, Abram, and stop with all the mess. Skip to Genesis 17 and, and 18. So... We see this this couple, they believe in God for a baby. Years have passed, and they come up with these ingenious solutions that only create problem and crisis. Um, And in the end, you see, you can choose your behaviors, but you can't choose the consequences. So you can choose to go down to Egypt You can choose to sleep with your Hagar, but when there's strife in the home and hearts get broken, those are the things that kind of come with the territory called freedom. You're free to test God's grace as much as you want, but you're not free to choose the consequences. All right. I wouldn't just set, set in, set in, set in. All right, all right. 17, 18, skip again. I'm making good time. I'm almost there. But Abram is growing up a little bit. And and it's not where you start that matters, it's where you end. Abram has made some mistakes along the way. Abram sinned. Abram did some foul things in his life. But what I want you to see today is how Abram deals with it. Yeah. He doesn't pretend it didn't happen. He didn't blame someone else for it happening. Watch how he speaks to the Lord. And Abram said to God, in other words, he prayed. He's talking to God. He said, "God, I've done some things, been some places. God, we have some issues in my home. Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Again, this was the baby born in Las Vegas. This wasn't an extra and a special set of luggage bought back from the trip and a trip he probably shouldn't have gone on in the first place. But whenever you're making a decision, pay attention to me right here. Our fears are often temporary, but our our regrets can last forever. So he makes an appeal to God about his mistake. He didn't pretend it wasn't there. He brings it to God. What do you do when you make a mistake? Bring it to God. But watch this. It's not going to go down the way you think. Verse 19. Then God said, no. You see, God must help us say no to some good things. So we're in position to say yes to some great things. So God said, no, Abraham, it's not going to be exactly the way you just asked that of me he said no sarah your wife shall bear you a son yeah. abraham i want to show you the, 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 the my power by using someone who couldn't but did yeah. someone who couldn't but would yeah. god didn't select me god didn't select you because of who i was or who you are he selected me he selected you because of who we are not yet He saw what we might be, but he selected no one based on who we were. So don't sit there all sedity, I don't know why I'm coming out this way, but don't sit there like you don't have no issues and no problem. Don't sit there like you ain't never made a mistake. Don't sit there like you ain't never had no argument. You ain't never misspoke. You ain't never said a wrong word. You ain't never done a wrong thing. You ain't never looked in the wrong place. Don't sit there with that lie on your face. I feel the Holy Ghost, that's what I'm saying. I just feel the Holy Ghost. (laughs) <laughs> when I look back over my, my life, my middle name ought to have been couldn't but did. My wife, different culture. A whole different thing. Man, I say warm, she say hot. I say up, she say down. I say right, she say left. 27 years two who couldn't did in the middle of a pandemic churches folding people giving up we're building just five minutes from here couldn't but did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. mm. yes, and if I got to tell you, I'm one of the least likely, man, I could hate you for a lifetime, you understand. Before I met Jesus, hate was my, I could hate you, no, I could hate you. But then Jesus, you hear what I'm saying? I'm not joking, he so said, I could cut you, but Jesus, you hear what I'm saying? But Jesus couldn't but did. Y'all, some of y'all sitting there because y'all mad at me right now, you're, you're mad at me. You say, well, what's the Bible for that? When I'm weak, he's strong. When I can't, he can. <laughs> I'm going to get you madder, I'm going to get you madder, I'm going to get you madder. And you shall call his name Isaac. Mm. And I'm not establishing my covenant with that joker, Ishmael. Now I'll cover him, but I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. Abraham, now, your idea was nice and everything, but, but I have a better idea in mind. See, see, that's the thing. When we pray, we're mad because God says no. But he only says no because he has something better in mind. So what I've learned in my life is when God says no, thank him. Thank you, Jesus, because you're protecting me so I can somehow get the best. You're protecting me. You hear what I'm saying? From less than the best. God's no is not rejection. It's just a proper direction. He said, okay, Abraham, I heard what you said. No. But here's the second part. Here's what I'm going to (sighs) do. Some things you you may want, you heard no. And you walk away, give up, and all the rest. But let God be good. We just sung about how good he is. around long enough keep coming to church keep staying in the word, keep reading your Bible keep worshiping him so you can hear the rest he said and as for Ishmael, watch this I'm going to punish you never should have went to Vegas I told you about Vegas I warned you. you, you know better and as for Vegas I have heard you And this is what I've been trying to get to all morning. God didn't answer Abraham's prayer the way he wanted. But that didn't mean God was not listening. So so often, because he doesn't answer the way we want. It's like, God, you don't care. You must not be listening. I must have... Gone so wrong, God, I can't recover. But last I check, let God be God. If he's God, let him answer his way. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Who has some Ishmaels in their life? Based on the authority of Scripture today, I'm telling you to bring your Ishmael to God. Take him to God. Ask him and see what God might do. And watch this. He said, behold, I, your God, have blessed him. This was Abram's mistake, but God blessed the mistake. You know, I've said this to to young ladies that have made mistakes. By the way, if it was a young lady that made a mistake, there was a young man that made a mistake too. So don't mishear me. Watch this. And what I tell them is that baby or... What you did may have been a mistake, but that baby is blessed, and that baby is no mistake. Watch what God says, and I'm going to be done. Behold, I have blessed him. Shouldn't even have been in Egypt. Should't even picked up Hagar. Known better to go into a woman that's not your wife. Please, I don't have any secrets I'm doing right by my wife, let you think I'm preaching something for me. I'm, I'm. Now, I, I said that I would cut you for her, she will cut me. Okay OK. Are we being too transparent? I'm trying to to end here. (laughs) Give me a couple moments. (laughs) Okay. He said, behold, I I have blessed him. But watch God, he didn't just stop there. He said, and I will make him fruitful. And I will multiply him exceedingly. When Abram brought his mistake to God, saying, Lord, I, I messed up. Oh, Lord, can you make this wrong right? God, can you bless this mess? And then he he continues. He shall beget 12 princes, and I will make your mistake. I will make the result of the thing that shouldn't even be here. And I will make him a great nation. So here are... Some of the adjectives used here, fruitful for his mistake. Mm. Multiply, Mm. prince, great, nation. Here's the question. Mm. What did you do so bad that God cannot fix? No, what did you do so bad that God cannot fix? Is there anything too hard for God? Is there a hole too deep that God's arm cannot reach in and grab you out of? Is there a rock created that God cannot lift? Is there anything in creation that can separate us from the love of God? Anything? No, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Now, you and I may look at Abram it like, that's your problem, it's tough. But we worship a God full of mercy and full of grace. And God can take your worst mistake and turn it into a prince. I'm done. I want to tell you, Jesus in the flesh was a carpenter. Tecton, some people say he worked with masonry stone, he had stone, he had strong hands. But as a carpenter, you fix things something fitting about him being a carpenter. There's nothing that breaks in our lives. I don't care how deep into Egypt you went. There's nothing God cannot repair and nothing he cannot fix if you would just bring it to him. So right now, what is that area that you need to bring to God? What's that lie you told, that deed you've done, mistake made, that you need to set at the altar right now and say, God, if you can make any wrong right, Lord, please put your hand on this, fix this. Lord, I'm not trying to boss you around telling you what to do, Lord, but however you do it, Lord, I'll submit to the process. But I'm your child. I belong to you, and this thing belongs to me, and God, would you work with it? Would you clean it, would you fix it, and would you do something with my mistake? Every head bowed, every eye closed. The people in this room, you might feel you are a mistake. Maybe your parents told you you were a mistake. Others of you, maybe that's not your story, but you know you've made mistakes. You know you've sinned. You've known you've fallen short. You know you've lied. You, you know you've done things, been placed. You shouldn't have gone. And, and you know that you didn't treat people right. You didn't do the right thing, just like Abram. But as we receive communion today, God wants to have a covenant with you. Not because you're great, but because He's great. Not because you're perfect, because He's perfect. And what He wants you to do is take you in your mess and cover you wash you and clean you and make you his own. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.